Good afternoon. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. I am your host, Chris. I hope you had a great week. You know, I was thinking about the complexities of celebrating and experiencing fathershood as well as, I was going to say Father's Day, but Father's Day, well, you know, those varied and wide-ranging experiences that we've all had, as well as what does it mean when we think about that in terms of Abba's heart and our ultimate father, if you will. You know, growing up for me, I have fond memories and loving memories of my dad, affectionately known as Dad Wiley. I mean, he was a military man, yet we didn't have the experience of traveling with him like most military, you know, kids and people do. I mean, most of the people that I know or knew, they would travel, you know, everywhere their dad went, their family, they would go. But we didn't have that experience. We were located in Georgia, and my dad... The places I remember most was Arkansas and Huntsville and Panama and Korea. But we were in Georgia. And so sometimes on some assignments, you know, my dad was the voice on the phone that provided instruction and guidance and discipline advice and wanted to know about my day and was I minding my mother and things of that nature. And then there were other times when he was home on the weekend. I have so many, you know, numerous experiences with my dad. Yes, he was the dad that taught me, you know, how to ride a bicycle. I remember when he did, you know, come home on the weekend. You know, I was a kid, so I didn't have that sleep-in gene. I wanted to get up and, you know, watch my cartoons. So I would be sitting in the den in my chair, and he would fix me breakfast and put it on this blue Smurfs tray because I really did love the Smurfs. And I would eat my breakfast and watch, you know, uh, the cartoons. And he really would try to watch, you know, cartoons with me. But, you know, sometimes he was tired, so he would, you know, go back to bed. But I definitely remember the memories of, you know, staring at the TV and laughing and turning around telling my daddy did you see that daddy did you see that you know because he was a person that I shared cartoons with or we often read the comic strips you know together so you know those are things that you know stand out in my mind and at the same time I can remember that I had an uncle that lived across the way and when I say across the way I mean our our houses faced each other and for many you know times uncle charles you know was that person that filled in the void in my life during the times that you know my dad you know wasn't there for work and i don't think as a child i really fully understood that i mean i don't think many children you know do understand that because i not bring that up because you know i often was very envious of a relationship uncle charles had with you know, his daughter, who's my first cousin, Marcy, because simply because she got to, you know, experience her dad all the time. I mean, he had already retired, you know, from the Navy and was working, but he was home, you know, a little more often than my dad, you know, and I didn't necessarily understand why or all of the logistics that were related to that. But I used to just be envious of the fact that, you know, she had her dad more. And I mean, later, yes, my dad, you know, did retire. But, you know, I think, you know, I also had these childhood expectations or maybe they weren't just childhood, but there were these expectations that I had of how it would be to have a dad at home. But, 
you know, he still had to work. So there were stateside responsibilities. There was a fact that, you know, he got deeper involved in church and ministry. He did a Troops to Teachers program and later, you know, went back to, you know, school to get his um, doctorate degree in education. And so it always seemed that I was vying, you know, for more time. And then there was also my younger brother, Buddy, who I love dearly, who, you know, was born with disabilities. So, you know, financially, emotionally, mentally, you know, supportively, Buddy needed my mother and my father's attention a lot and support a lot more than I did. And I understood that and I wholeheartedly definitely didn't fight with that issue because I love my brother, you know, fiercely and, you know, was always there from childhood, even through now to provide support and to go stay with him and, you know, help take care of him and and do, you know, what you can from a childhood standpoint to when you're an adult and you can possibly do more. Yet at the same time, I realized I had feelings of uh, sadness and anger and upsetness because, you know, I just I never felt that there was enough time. Or when it came to my own identity, you know, I definitely would mimic my father. I can remember my mother being very upset because, you know, we had gone outside and my dad would do yard work and I watched him, you know, take off his shirt. So, you know, I took off mine, too, because, you know, I was raking the yard and I thought that's just what you did. And my mother saying, you know, little girls don't do that. But, you know, in my mind, even though I was like had to be six, seven, maybe eight years old, I never registered as a little girl in my mind. I just never was really, you know, what I thought of myself as or watching my dad, you know, shave. And so I would put you know, soap on my face and use a toothbrush to take it off. And then I watched my dad slap witch hazel on his face and I would try to slap witch hazel on mine. And then I remember telling my mom that my face was tight and she was like, well, what did you put on it? And I was selling her witch hazel and she was like, you know, little girls don't do that. But then you fast forward, you know, to adulthood. And I can say that, you know, with all those feelings that I had, you know, of being, you know, sad or being, you know, feeling, you know, unwanted or just, you know, envious of wanting more time and how I felt like the church had more of his attention, the school had more of his attention or something else, you know, was representative of that time. And you coupled that with the complexities of adulthood and how our relationship was often complicated because, you know, I was never going to be a daughter, you know, per se. And you do have your parents' love, but, you know, you learn the importance of affirmation and and being valued and being affirmed, as I'm saying, for who you are. I mean, think I think about, you know, now how when you look on social media and there are these two recent uh, commercials that they have these little clips of that show a trans man and the experience of having his dad you know, teach him how to shave or put on a tie or the trans woman and having her father, you know, say he's so proud of her. These are things that everybody wants to be affirmed for who you are authentically, you know, regardless of your orientation or gender identity expression, regardless of that, you know, everybody wants to be affirmed and valued. We seek that. We want that. To me, I think uh, that's, you know, a benefit of celebrating pride is the ability to be who you are to celebrate that, 
you know, however, the many and vast ways that we celebrate that. And I think all of those things are extremely, you know, important. And I also think, what does that mean in terms of Father's Day and celebrating? Because we have people that have all kinds of relationships with their father. You have people that their father was always wonderful, that was always present. It was always consistent. You have other people that their relationship with their father was that their father was never there or their father was financially present, but emotionally um, absent or toxic or the longing to always want to be valued, to always want to be affirmed. Those are real things or people that have been have been disowned by their, you know, father or you have people that. You know, I have two friends that are widows and when celebrating Father's Day, it's hard for them because they have small kids or, you know, the greatest man that they knew in their household is no longer there or adult children who had great relationships with their father or not. But their father was impactful in their life and their father, you know, is is no longer here. And then we think about, well, what? can we look to as far as the scriptures and what you know truth and hope can we find and I think one of the scriptures that comes to mind is Galatians 4 6 and it reads and because we are his children God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts prompting us to call out Abba father I mean Paul is writing this and you know when we think about it we remember last week we were just talking about developing intimacy intimacy with God and talking about how Jesus called God Abba Father and even prayed you know to God because there's a scripture in Matthew 6 6 8b 9a new international version that talks about our father in heaven And this is when Jesus is teaching disciples to pray. He's saying, but when you go to into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. And when we're talking about this today, we're talking about this for the the word father of all the names Jesus used for God he used father more than any other and in this particular case he invites us to do the same and think about that the God of the universe who created the heavens and the earth who always has been and always will be who who's all-knowing all-powerful and present everywhere at once that same God invites you me us to call him Abba father he says I will be a father to you my sons and daughters the second Corinthians 6 18 you know a and I think that is so important you know important and impactful in our lives because when we look at that scripture he's saying I will be a father to you and you will be excuse me my sons and daughters I said that wrong initially second Corinthians 6 18 a notice that you know he doesn't give conditions to that he's saying that he will be a father to us that we will be sons and daughters which means he has a plan and a purpose for our lives he knows exactly who he wants to be for us he delights in us we are the apple 
of his eyes. Psalm 17, 8. And I think that's so important for us to know that not just during pride, not just, you know, during Father's Day, because I know people have such wide ranging experiences when it comes to holidays and celebrating or thinking about fatherhood and parenthood, you know, because on one particular, you know, aspect or range of the spectrum we have this idea of what parenthood excuse me should be or is and what does it mean when we haven't had that experience you know I think back to my own life you know in adulthood about how on one hand I remember in 2015 my dad came to Liverpool London to support me as I presented a conference paper and we had such a great time going to museums and seeing different places and eating together and just really having that time spending together in some ways it was like a full circle moment for me of the wounds that I had when I felt like I wasn't seen for me, I wasn't, you know, I didn't necessarily get that time here. It was all these years later that I was able to get it. And I felt okay because, you know, oftentimes with my dad, he never really had, um, open statements about how I should dress, how I should, you know, be, it was just, you know, let's go, let's, you know, just go out. So it really wasn't the same, whereas my mother had, you know, different expectations. So, you know, on some levels for me, subconsciously, it felt like acceptance. But, you know, later, in later months, when I tried to get my parents to meet my wife, I learned that there was an acceptance when it came to gender identity, expression, and sexuality. And, you know, that was really painful. And that was really, you know, hurtful in my life and I can remember many months later we're at Father's Day after all this you know has occurred and I'm at church and I'm listening to all these people have conversations about how they're going to celebrate Father's Day and what their father meant for them and I had you know I don't even know how you know how you reconcile that I was like I don't even know because at that time I was like I don't even feel like calling my dad I mean yes it's true you know he was a good dad growing up but right now I wasn't finding joy. I found it difficult to celebrate. And I remember I was, you know, scrolling, you know, through the Internet as usual, you know, looking. I remember coming across this post that said I didn't know how strong I was until I had to forgive someone who wasn't sorry. Or I was reading about another person's experience of where their father was a better grandparent than they ever were a father and how conflicted they felt about that and how they were trying to reconcile that. And in some ways, you know, for that particular person, you know, their relationship was able to be restored or, you know, her father made amends for that. But what happens when that's not the case? Because everybody doesn't do that. You know, some people can, you can forgive, but that doesn't mean the relationship will necessarily be, you know, reconciled. And I was at the point in my life at that particular time where I was like, I don't even know if we're going to have this reconciliation, you know, because, you know, it's hard enough to call you and talk to you and know that you're not accepting and not affirming. But the one thing that we can know the truth for the day is that Abba affirms us, Abba values us, Abba loves us, Abba loves us. His love is unending and unconditional. When we think about what that means for our life, it means that there's nothing that we can do say or be that that changes his love we are a part of his family he will never cast us out he will never put us out he loves us we are his maybe that's why the singer sings i belong to you 
That's what that means when we sing those songs about, you know, his extravagant and infinite and intimate love. Or we sing about, I was telling my apostle about, you know, being overcome with emotion this week and hearing that song that says your love is amazing. Because it was talking about how, you know, the words of you dance over me while I'm aware you sing over me and I never hear the sound. Lord, I'm amazed by you. How wide, how deep, how infinite is your love for me? If you ever take the time to think about that, sometimes it's impossible to. And I think it really is impossible to measure the love that Abba has for for us. You can't measure it. I mean, Abba knows the number of hairs on our head I don't even know the number of hairs on my head I, I I don't even know where to start with that but Abba has that type of love that type of devotion for us that he delights in us that is so deep to me and I say that it's deep because I often feel that we as a people many of us have wandered around or wandering around or looked or looking for some infinite thing outside of ourselves to be loved that way when Abba already does Abba already is his love is infinite his love is for us he adores us he delights in us his love is un ending and unconditional and I think that is so powerful to our lives because we need to remember and remind ourselves of that every day every chance that we get when the the day is wonderful when the day is not so wonderful when the day is uncertain because sometimes there are people out there or situations where we'll believe the lie that that's not true or that his love isn't for us and that's false you know, this is such encouragement to know how deeply that we're loved. And that doesn't mean that, you know, there's something wrong with human love or, or anything wrong with humans. I'm not saying that because I think even as humans, even when I think about my own father, you know, no, we don't always have the closest relationship that I would like. But the good news is that Abba is my parent. Abba loves me all the time. His love is con- is unconditional. You know, people's love for you might be conditional, but Abba's isn't. Humans aren't perfect. None of us are. And I think the reason I bring it up also is because sometimes we try to place the issues and the human experiences that we have with people on God the Father. And that's not the way that it is. Or even on Jesus. We, we try to say, well, you know, Jesus is going to be like people when it's not a human experience. It's not that. You know, it's not that at all. It's a relationship that he invites us in. He draws close to us. His love is unending. His love is for us. His love is unconditional. And I can't just stop saying it because for me, I think about all the times in my life where I've looked for that outside of myself when I already had it. And how freeing it is to me. And I hope that one day it can be freeing to you that you can get that down, you know, in your spirit, that you can understand how deeply you're loved, how much you matter, how much you are valued. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be anything. You don't have to perform. You know, Abba's love is because God's is the essence of love. That's that's who he is. And I hope that encourages you and uplifts your spirit today. That was just something I felt like sharing because I was thinking about Abba's heart and his great love for us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's deep. That's so deep. So powerful, so true, and so wonderful. So if nobody's told you today that they love you, I love you. 
when encouraging your spirit the podcast ministry says that we love you it means there's no circumstance no situation no experience past present or future that you can be in that we will not love you we are not the ministry that just hollers good luck we're praying for you but we stand with for and beside you always you can always reach out to our ministry at encouraging your spirit podcast at gmail.com if you remember nothing else that i've said today remember that abba's love is for you abba loves you his love is unending his love is unconditional okay he loves you all right hope that encourages your spirit i hope that uplifts you and i hope you have a great 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 rest of your week see y'all next time peace